Outlaw Distillery's coffee rum is back in stock. Outlaw makes some of the best rums in the game. Don't believe us? Head on over to Outlaw Distillery located at 552nd West, 8360 South Midvale, Utah for a tour and tasting. Their staff is well trained and leads with full passion. With homegrown grain to glass, Outlaw Distillery carries some of our favorite weekday sippers like vanilla bean rum, spiced rum, honey bourbon, and that delicious bourbon whiskey. Trust us when we say it should be outlawed. It's so good. <laughs> Until the next spirits, my friends. Shout out to our sponsor, Solstice Malt. Solstice Malt is Utah's only craft malt house producing premium malt from local barley, oat, rye, and wheat. From farm to bag, Solstice Malt has a loving hand at each step of the way. Floor malted, flaked, raw, roasted, smoked, and everything in between, Solstice Malt does it all with pristine technique. Supplied and trusted by breweries, distillers, and all brew supply stores in Utah, we highly recommend using grain from Solstice Malt. For any inquiries or any questions, reach out to Solstice Malt on all platforms or shoot them an email at solstice at gmail.com. Remember, without malt, there is no beer. Until the next month, my friends. Listening to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. All right, family, we are here at Tastemasters Life Bewilders three-year anniversary. I'm here with Jason Stock, Malcolm Stewart, and Mr. James Weed. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. How's Thank it going, you. guys? So to start this off, I thought we'd do an anniversary porter. So. They have a mole porter. James, would you mind reading the bottle or the can of that the, uh, porter real quick? So this <laughs> is Imperial Mole Porter. It has tequila and mezcal barrel-aged <laughs> ale brewed with cacao, vanilla, cinnamon with chipotle, maludo, and pasilla negro peppers. Fantastic. Have you guys had this beer before? I have. I have also. I have not. So let's go ahead and give this a shot real quick. Let's drink this real quick, see what happens. This is a pre-stab. Oh, yeah, definitely a little mole in there. Mm. Mm. Decent barrel. I got trash. So I'm, like, I'm trying to multitask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what kind of characteristics do you guys get from this? You guys are beer experts. I expect all you guys to give me some characteristics from this beer. I get a lot of oak. Yeah, that uh, chocolate spice? from the oak really comes out nice. Yeah. And it like, really complements all those spices in there. And then that vanilla lingering on the end a little bit. You guys get any uh, of the pepper in there? Not strong. Not strong. It's like almost an earthiness rather than like a hot pepper. Gotcha. Yeah. So as, as I'm uh, doing this, gentlemen, this is going to take a few minutes. Uh, Jason, when's the last time you and I stabbed a beer? It's been a minute, right? Yeah, it was uh, a year ago, December. I remember, I remember you called right. me out. I was hung that's over right. after a holiday party. And that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, James Weed, have you uh, stockled a beer? I've stockled some beers. Uh, when's the last time you stockled a beer? <laughs> oh, it has to have been like six, eight months ago. Oh, wow. So kind of recently-ish. Yeah. 
Gotcha. And Malcolm, have you ever stockled a beer? Uh, I'm a stockle version. Oh, but this is your first time. First time stockling a so beer. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna stab <laughs> you for the first time, huh? Yeah, stab away. I like it. Uh, what's Be some, gentle, what though. do you guys think about this beer? What's going to happen when we stab this beer? I'm curious for your guys' thoughts. Malcolm, I'll start with you. What do you think is going to happen with this beer? I'm just guessing that like sweetness comes out a little bit more. Okay. James Weed. It's going to do some sizzling. I like the sound. Jason Stock. Uh, marshmallow. marshmallow. Al- always marshmallow. marshmallow. Always marshmallow. I like that. This place is hopping, guys. This, uh, how long have you been here by chance? Jason, you've been here for a minute? I uh, got here at uh, 1. What time is it? It's <laughs> almost 3. Yeah, two, three two hours. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I've uh, been here for an hour, so those kolshes got to come by for the kolshes. Those yeah, are like, delicious. What's uh, James? What's something Bewilder is doing right here in Utah or Utah, Utah, General? I really like this uh, Deseret IPA, using all local ingredients, using lo- local honey. Good, oh, uh, we have a mix. local mon- uh, monster here in Utah. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> that's, that's a sponsor <laughs> of Tastemasters. What's the local monster there? Uh, <laughs> James, let's get a shameless plug real quick. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're Solstice Vault. We're just some uh, crazy people trying to uh, create local product for your local beers and spirits. I love it. And so anytime someone wants to come and see Solstice Malt, can we come and malt with you? Yes. We actually uh, had two people in today. We helped shovel 10,000 pounds of Sonoran white weed into the kiln to be dried out. Oh, wow. And I, I, I allow and even encourage the public to come help and learn the bigger picture of, of beer and spirits. That's beautiful. Malcolm, have you come in, uh, uh, have you gone to Solstice yet? Check that place out? I have not been to Solstice. Well, we're going to break some bunch James of normally comes first. to us. This is true. You got to come try the place out. It is pretty cool. James, I'm going to come shovel some grain with you one of these days, though. I promise It's fun. You. It's a good workout. Have you not yet? I've been to the Solstice, but okay. I haven't shoveled grain yet. We'll That's have a, to shovel together. I'm down. Let's go. All right, boys. So here we go. We're going to, this is a red hot. It's coming here. I'm going to stab this beer, and then, Rachel, you got this right? We have uh, the awesome Rachel Bell is taking some photos and videos of us right now today, getting some of this mole porter. Here we go. Ready? All right, boys, there she goes, right there. Mm, nice and smoky. Great head. It, nope. it's, uh, it's fun to see it kind of blow up in the head a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I always get toasted marshmallow. Definitely. Yep. I don't know about you boys, but uh, I feel like some of the pepper came through a little more. I get a little more capsaicin, capsaicin. Uh, kind of heat, like that, the seeds of the pepper. I can see that. A little more. Or it could be just the, the heat kind of <laughs> throwing me off a little bit. So I know there's more caramelization happening, but there's also more carbonization happening. That's what the toast, the really burnt marshmallow is. Because we're getting into these temperatures, it's, it, it is carbonizing some of those sugars. And some of them are caramelizing. Yeah. Sweetening them to the taste. Rachel, did you try some by chance? Malcolm, what do you think about this? This is your first uh, shockle, dude. Yeah, a little different from what I was expecting. It kind of just smoothed it out a little bit. And then um, that marshmallow is definitely key in a little more sweetness. Um, maybe even that cinnamon. You were saying the pepper, but maybe that cinnamon got a little more cooked in there, and that's what you're putting as that pepper. 
definitely get it more in the nose once it's uh, shockled. Shockled, shockled <laughs> me timbers. But I, I, you're right. I think the cinnamon. I think that's a good. That's a good. Uh, let's see if I got some more of that, Malcolm. Double stabbing me. I guess mm. it could have evaporated more alcohol, making it a little smoother. It's the best way to lose your virginity. Double stabbed. Double stabbed. That aroma Absolutely. right off of that smoke is definitely that cinnamon, almost like woody cinnamon bark yeah. sort of thing going on. I, I get that uh, toasted marshmallow on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do feel like uh, the bitterness from this beer is completely gone. I don't know about you boys, but I just feel like it's, it's just dissipated. It's, it's, smell you later. Yeah. Or the sugar just increased so much that it mm. overtook it. At one time, I did smoke malt with oak chips from a barrel, and I, that's what I get from this, like, right afterwards, is that time I smoked malt with oak. Interesting. And uh, what's that? What's that? Ah, uh, oh, man. I think when, when you certain certain heats, a mallard re reaction, right? Yeah, there's mild reactions happening. They're usually at lower temperatures. These are higher temperatures. They're is there more still something happening right now? Um, Probably. Yes. Actually, I've learned mild reactions and our reactions happen at room temperature. They just take weeks or months. Oh, wow. But so they just happen speeding really, the process We're speeding it up. Fantastic. Oh. I mean, Malcolm, not, not too, I mean, not too shabby for your first stab. No, Double pretty, stab, actually. That's actually pretty great, delicious. Yeah, that's a great first. So, would you guys think this is, I mean, it's a good beer. Uh, as is, do you think it's a better beer after being stabbed? 100% better, in my opinion. Okay. Smoothed it out, brought out more of that sweetness. The original beer was great, but after that stab, it really that sweetness really makes it. I like it. James, I, pref think about I prefer the stabbed. Not like 100%, but I definitely prefer the stabbed. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd say Jason the stab is an advantage here. For so sure. you guys are for stabbing beers. Sorry, we got to put those yeah, we're this stabbing beer. beer. Stabbing beers. Uh, <laughs> this beer. I've stabbed a Pilsner with you, and that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, that was same. terrible. <laughs> I'm never going to do that mistake again, ever again. Um, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys sitting down real quick. Before we leave today, what's something you guys want to see happen with Bewilder in the future? Malcolm, let's start with you. What's something you want Bewilder to... What's some, what do you want to see from I've, Bewilder? They're doing some uh, Kolsch service today, and they're just bringing around Kolsch. If you got your green tag up, they'll bring by a Kolsch for you. I'm loving that. Easy going, just half pours of Kolsch pretty much, and yeah. just all, they'll bring it by for you. You don't even have to get up, and yeah. it's pretty delicious. James Weed. I'm loving their events. I did their uh, uh, German Fest, uh, and then this, like, I, I really enjoy their events. Yeah, they're throwing some good events on. Jason's Doc, what do you like, what do you like going on at Bewilder, and what do you think is going to – good things coming out of Bewilder? <laughs> These guys took the two best answers. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was telling I was telling them earlier, do a three-year anniversary every weekend. You know, this is rad. Yeah. A lot of cool people here. Three, three uh, I love the culture service. The food's great. Like, it's a really great spot. Yeah. Yep. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, having fun time and sitting down with us and uh, stabbing some beers. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, on that note. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you soon, yeah? Cheers. 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 All right, family. Still here at uh, Bewilder's three-year anniversary. I'm here with Tim Andrew from Latter Day Brewers, and I'm here with the Utah Spirit Trails owner, Mr. Charles Johnson. Charles, welcome, my brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tim, Andrew, it's great having you guys. You guys are proponents for probably the biggest home brewing club here in Utah. And you guys are awesome. I love what you guys do. I love seeing you guys at all the homebrew com competitions. And you guys are very great advocates for beer. So I appreciate you guys. Have you guys ever beer stockled before? No. Okay, First so, time. Never even seen it done. So nope. what I'm doing is I'm heating up a stainless steel pipe. Or, or uh, you know, whatever you want to call this thing. A rod. It's a pipe. And I, right? And I, I'm doing it to about 222 degrees is like optimal or red hot. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this into a beer, and it's going to force uh, caramelize all the residual sugars in that beer. And that beer is going to change dramatically. So what I want you guys to do is, this is the anniversary beer, 2023 release of Bewilder's uh, Double ESBA uh, Barrel Age. So go ahead and try this, guys. Just a little sample and see what it tastes like. And give me some notes real quick. Oh, damn. Caramelly, toasty. Okay. Andrew, what do you get from that? Toffee? Toffee. Mayard. Reaction. Uh, Charles, what do you get from that? I get some kind of fruit. I'm not really sure what it is, but a little like an apple or that. something. I get almost like a cherry cola on that. Oh, there you go. A little yeah. prune. Yeah, I got the, the yeah. little deep yeah, stone fruit. fruit. That's definitely it. But not bad, right, guys? So uh, while I'm still shockling this, I have a question for you there, Charles. Uh, Utah Spirit Trail, I haven't been here for a second. What's new with the Utah Spirit Trail, brother? Uh, we're just kind of expanding our uh, offerings to the distilleries. So um, we're going to start doing um, etching and some different uh, vinyl lettering, T-shirts, stuff like that for them. I love uh, When we go to events, things like that, we'll be able to sell some different kinds of merchandise than we've been able to do before. I love that. And again, the sales of the merchandise help support the trail. So. That's awesome. Joe. I appreciate it. I mean, what you're doing for the, the, the spirit industry here in Utah is great. Uh, everyone say bye to Franklin. Bye, Franklin. Nice meeting you, Franklin. <laughs> Peace out, brother. You have a See great rest soon. of your day. If you're leaving. Is that you saying bye? No. I just oh. Oh. <laughs> you can come try this when you get a second. Hold on. So, gentlemen, what we're going to do is uh, stab this. So, again, beer stockling. So, it's a, a German technique. So, back in the days, uh, for those who can't recall, uh, beer in Germany was cold. So, what they would do is they'd bring out their beers uh, out of the cellars that were basically iced. And they would take their, their poker from the fireplace and they would literally just shove it in the beer to warm it up. Do you know how old this technique is? Uh, older than the 1600s, yes. what I was told. So, oh, wow. So here we go. Ready to jump up. Uh, Andrew, bring your glass a little closer. So again, I have a red hot poker right here. So what we're going to do is we're going to shockle this. Ooh, it's coming up. Andrew, I might need your glass one more time. I can smell the difference. Oh, wow. Really added a smoky nose to it. Tim, let me get your glass one more time. This should be the end of it. Boom. All right, gentlemen, so try the beer now. Smell it. See it. Taste it. it smells Go like burnt rod. What did you say? I mm -hmm. said it smells like a burnt rod. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to say, it smells like a boil over when you're home brewing. True. That is very true. <laughs> you get that, the burnt sugar and the malt. I get a lot more of that caramel you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Some deeper malt. Oh, for sure. Here's my opinion, gentlemen, and I've said this multiple times. I feel like the bitterness from those hops have almost died out completely. Yes. The bitterness is very subtle now. Smooth. That's for sure. Yeah. For, an, for a double ESP, this is a 10.3% beer. Does wow. it drink like a 10% beer now? No. No, it tastes like a piece of candy. Yeah, it yeah. does though, right? It's Different, dangerous. huh, gentlemen? It is dangerous. But <laughs> see how this can change? A barrel-aged uh, Imperial double ESP, if you will. 
and it's like. But is it better? Okay. Well, Charles, do you think it's better than when you first tasted it, pre or post? I do. I do. The with the bitterness being gone, the a lot of the um, a lot of the flavors have changed for me. So I'm picking out some more um, more flavors than I was before. Sure. I feel like I get more barrel aged, like more of that woody character coming through a little bit, and some vanilla notes. Um, Andrew, what do you think about this? Do you think it's a better pre or post? I think it's better post. It's kind of rounded out the, uh, the bitterness and everything. It's become a lot smoother. Hmm. So it's just a lot more. Uh, I'd say it's overall just smoother on the palate now. Smoother. Tim, what about you, brother? I went going through the original, the original one. I I'm with you on that one. So don't feel like you're left out. I don't think it's better after the. Uh, the burnt rod experience. <laughs> <laughs> so the beer we had before was the Imperial Porter. And that Mole Porter I thought was better post-stab than pre-stab. This ESB, though, I think it's better pre-stab. Yeah. I think it's more rounded off beer. I think I th it's uh, I th more complexity to it. It is a very complex beer without uh, any sort of modification. So I would agree with you. But, gentlemen, what do you think for your first, uh, first uh, beer stockle experience? Not too bad, huh? Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it, awesome. Is there yeah, any questions really you guys cool. have for me before we leave today? Can I have more? Absolutely. We'll get you more. <laughs> and then, uh, gentlemen, my last question for you. Tim, Andrew, I'm going to start with you guys first. You guys have come to Bewilder multiple, multiple times. Cody and Ross have helped you guys out through the homebrewing experience and here at Bewilder. What's something you want to say in, in, their, in honor of their three-year anniversary today? They'll be hearing this. I mean, Cody and Ross have supported the homebrew community through and through from the beginning, the Lauderdale Brewers, and they have been the best sponsors that any any homebrew club can absolutely uh, have. Amen. So, you know, I would appreciate it. They make awesome beer. If you want to come and taste the great beer that they make, then come down and have one. Absolutely. Andrew? Uh, I think whether it's through Bewilder or whether it's through the homebrew supply store, they're constantly bringing in new members into the community. They're educating people. Uh, and they're keeping people interested in events like this today. Uh, I've never seen anything like this where you have uh, Kolsch being poured as much as you want. Non-stop, <laughs> non right? like a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they continue to educate and help out the community. And they're just the nicest guys you could ever ask for. So Fantastic. One last question for you, Charles. When it comes to stockling, what kind of spirits would you want to stockle here in Utah? I don't know. I was just kind of going through my head and the different different kinds of spirits. I, I think, uh, honestly, the first thing I would want to try would be um, Sugar House's American Single Malt. Ooh, stab that, huh? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Just see see what happens, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's already a, a darker spirit, so I just think it might, might change it a little bit. Let's stab it. See what happens. Why not? Gentlemen, thank you so much for sitting here today and, and coming out of your busy. I know I, I took you guys from your busy party, you know, hanging out. But thank you so much for being here for a couple minutes. It's been it's been eight minutes. That's all I ask from you guys. But guys, if there's anything I can do for you guys as a brewer, as tastemasters, as a friend, let me know. All right. All right. Until thanks. the next beverage, my friends. Cheers. 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 Thanks for having us. Shout out to our longtime and extremely supportive sponsor, Fisher Brewing Company. As one of the staples of Salt Lake City, Fisher Brewing is a must-visit with a different food truck every day, a loving, attentive staff, canned beer, and some of the sickest swag in town. Fisher Brewing Company is a spot you'll never forget. 
Trust us when we say, when you walk through those doors at Fisher Brewing Company, you will feel the atmosphere and you will feel loved. See you at Fisher, my friends. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Distillery 36. Locally owned and operated, Distillery 36 produces 100% cane rum from scratch. From green to glass, Distillery 36 raises the bar in the rum game here in Utah. With their Brigham Rum and Spiced Brigham Rum, they continue to bring home award after award. Want to see and taste why they're so damn good? Schedule a tour and find out firsthand why we cannot get enough of these quality rums. Head to distillery36.com or hit them up on all social media platforms for your own personal experience. Upgrade your bar today with quality rum from Distillery 36. Until the next rum, my friends. All right, friends. I just found some of my favorite people in the brewing industry. I have Tanya, Don, and Mr. P. Wong. Friends, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. My, Don, my eyes are up here, by the way. You were looking at this awesome You've shirt. got this wonderful marionette uh, shirt on. It's lovely. He was just checking out your physique. Thank you so You're much. You're looking I, pretty good. I appreciate both of you. I just saw Pinocchio recently, so it made me think of that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro, yeah. It's that, really was a, good. that was a fun yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, Christoph Wallace's character was fantastic, yeah. by the way. Anyway. This is, this is not the episode for this. This has become a movie podcast. I, I love to really take an episode about beer and make it about something else. We yeah. should. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should do more things like that. Yeah. I love it. So, guys, three-year anniversary of Bewilder. We are here. We're, we are, uh, sorry, we were at Bewilder. We're now in the back corners of a certain brewery, and we're going to open some, some beers to stab, okay? It's very loud in the next space over, so what we're going to do is we, we excluded ourselves from this space, and we're going to stab some beers that are, that are some of our friends' beers. So, P. Wong, what do you have in front of you? Uh, I have the Barrel-Aged Doppelbach from uh, Level Crossing. Beautiful. Have you guys had this beer before by chance? I've had the Doppelbach, but not the Barrel-Aged one. I have not. I have. What do you think about it, brother? Um, so, it's super sweet for a Doppelbach, but it's still very delicious, and a lot of intense barrel flavor comes through. Oh, do you know what kind of, does it say what kind of barrels are on there, Piwong? Uh, let me do some reading. Tanya, have you ever stockled a, a, a beer before? Can you define stockled? Absolutely can. So, beer stockling in German means to beer stab or to stab or beer poke. I have not, it's, it's all been a lot of talk with you and not a lot of stabbing, so. Oh, so, girl. I've I'm, never I'm, seen your shaft, I'm, so. Oh, here it is right here. It's a stainless <laughs> steel. It's about eight inches, uh, 12 inches, excuse me. And I'm going to uh, make it red hot for you guys. Oh, so, Piwan, oh. can you pour that beer real quick? Yeah, but and really then, quick, it is High West bourbon and rye barrel aged. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice to know. Keeping it warm. So while Piwong is pouring this, Don, Don and Tanya, I want to say, how are things going over the Shades right now? This is 2023. How's it going? Shades is always an adventure. You know, we do the most uh, unique beers out of Salt Lake City. It's a, it's a fun time to kind of experiment around with literally anything, but, you know. We've got some plans for a good a. It is not a Valentine's Day beer. It's a Lupercalia beer. Uh, Lupercalia is the adult version of Valentine's where you use whips and chains. Oh, wow. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's way old. better than candy hearts and chocolates. Oh, yeah. yeah. You tie people up and spank them. It's way more fun. It's very Fifty Shades of Grey nope, over nope, here. Nope, nope, oh. no Fifty Shades. Oh. What about a red hot <laughs> shaft of steel? Just, just Shades of Grey over no, here. Um, you're doing what? An Imperial? An Imperial Porter with raspberry and cacao nibs. Awesome. Oh, you told me about that. That's yeah. Right. We're excited about it. should it. taste like uh, chocolate raspberries. Ooh, it should. Now I kind of want to do a red velvet stout. Yeah, there you go. 
Tanya, how are things in the world of Tanya? Um, the world of Tanya is pretty good. You can finish it off, brother. Brewing beer, making it queer. I yep. like it. Uh, P. Wong, uh, how, how are things going to the old squares in Wasatch? Busy, as always. Good, brother. You still good. liking it over there? Yeah, of course. I love it, brother. You had some changes over there. How are the changes going over there at the squares in Wasatch? Uh, pretty good. So uh, our former head brewer, Ryan, has moved on to be the head distiller at uh, Sugar House. I was drawing a blank there. He's our neighbor at Shades. You see him yeah. across the parking right. lot. Yeah. Um, fire, right? Yep. Let's see. Uh, so, uh, Sean. Sean Peterson. Has taken over as head brewer. Congratulations, um, Sean Peterson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty good over there. All right, friends. Sorry to cut you off there, P. Wong. So, I want you guys to try. Uh, Don, would you hand uh, two of these glasses to those two fine folks behind you? Miss Terry Mum and Charles Johnson. Terry Mum and Charles Johnson are right behind us. So what we're going to do is we're going to taste this beer first. And I want you guys to pick up some characteristics of this beer before we stab it. Okay? Cheers, my friends. I'm going to cheers it, but I have a, a flame, so I apologize. Cheers. Tanya, what do you get? It's a little bit, like, raisiny. Bit tart. Don, what are you picking up from this one? Um, it's sweet. We have a very intense, like, raisin date type characteristic. Comes with a lot of dark fruits. Um, I think it's delightful. The barrel is so nice on this. P. Wong, what about you before I stab this? Yeah, I was going to say the same with Don. Like, a lot of dark stone fruit and date. It's very dark. Yeah. Dark, dark fruit, right? Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this flame off. I need you guys all to bring your glasses like a cheers here in the middle. Is this OSHA approved? Three. Damn it, Charles. Three, two, one. Ow. Terry, let me get your glass real quick one more time. Don, let me get your glass one more time, please. And Tanya. I was like, what about me? I feel really left out. Oh. Charles, one more time, brother. Oh, that smell. Right off the bat, aromatics change. Yeah. Like, it's a very clear well, like caramelization. Say that one more time, Don. It's a very clear caramelization that comes off in the aromatics. Like, I haven't tasted this yet since it's been stabbed, but but even just in the air. It's not yeah. coming yeah. from the glass. It's a yeah. Bit it tastes a uh, roasted caramel, like a uh, very, very roasted caramel, like caramel popcorn. Not that's popcorn, like buttery popcorn, but you know. I was going to say, no, watch no, no, yourself no. there, yeah. talking to brewers. <laughs> There's no diacetyl. It almost, to me, lessens the sweetness. It almost adds a bit of roast to it. Well, that makes sense, too, because you're yeah. like caramelizing some of that sweetness and like you're off-gassing some of that sweetness so. absolutely so i'm gonna tell you guys this i get less of those deep dark pruny fruits like those raisiny fruits yeah. i get yeah, less no. of that and i get more barrel character i get more of that woodiness and kind of almost vanilla like yeah and I don't vanilla know guys, for sure yeah i get some of that um it has more of an alcohol burn to me i yeah. thought it would have it di not dilute but it would kind of uh dissipate a little bit but i have more of that alcohol burn maybe i'm just confusing yeah, that with the smokiness of 
What was I get more tannins. I would have. I would have expected a lot of that alcohol to just blow off with having that heat introduced, kind of like a distillation. But no, the alcohol definitely stays, and uh, but it feels softer, like on the palate. Like you don't get a lot of that alcohol burn afterwards. You know what's stabbed. great and drives me nuts about Don at the same time? <laughs> Way too fucking articulate. Uh, it doesn't drive Sorry. me nuts. Beer good. Don't me nuts because like, I like a lot. <laughs> I, beer good. Mm-hmm. I yeah, get that's, to, well, that's me. Yeah, I get to I'd listen like to beer. him talk all day. So, what's something you guys... Did you guys like the pre-stab or post-stab beer? Post-stab. Post, yeah. So I'm going to defend the They're different the for different reasons. There you go. Let's go. They're different for yeah. different reasons. Don's got they're, opinions. They're, they're good for different reasons. I like the post-stab. It's softer, softer on the palate. Uh, completely changes the profile. The pre-stab also has like it's... Maybe the barrel doesn't come out as much pre-stab, but I still really enjoy that base beer for different reasons than post-stab. I feel like I would rather judge that first beer than I would the uh, the second, you know, the post-stab. Like I, I can tell what kind of beer it is; it makes sense. I get the style. But when I stab this, and you'd be like, "Hey, put this in a style." I wouldn't know how to characterize this beer. No. It's a, a beer. And we've tasted a lot of beers together, and there's a handful of beers where it's like, this is a good beer, I couldn't categorize it. Right. I enjoy the flavor, but I couldn't categorize it. post-stab, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. post-stab, I almost get the tannins I get from like a wine barrel aged beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like a Pinot Noir barrel aged. Yeah. I, I think that the changes to that, the dark fruit that we were getting beforehand, the raisin, date, plum, which are all red wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those have been way more expressed post-stabbing. But why would that be? I, I, I try to figure out what kind of chemical compounds are inside of the beer that in, in solution that would make those kind of more vinous characters come through, like the wine characters come through and kind of pop a little more. I don't know. It I, may just be like the caramelization of the sweetness. Maybe a little bit of that alcohol blew off with being stabbed. I, like, I guess more research, guys. We're going to figure out how to He's make got this a doctorate in uh, food science because that's what we need right well, now. Well, so I would say uh, our QA manager at Squasatch is oh yeah, chemist and microbiologist. Uh, top like, notch uh, in the state, I believe. Yeah, Dave McKean. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he would definitely be able to give us the Absolutely. scientific reasoning behind what happened. We're, we're, we should, I, I should bring him on and just talk about it because I would like yeah, to bring you should definitely So, bring him friends, I, I know you're going to probably hate me for this, but we have another beer to stab. I need you guys oh, to stab no. with me. So, I need you guys to finish what's in your glass. Because... Oh, I already have these. Oh. It was so delicious, it's gone. So. Yeah. Piwong. Yes. Uh, in this undisclosed location outside of Bewilder, what are we opening right now? Uh, it is a rye barrel aged imperial stout called Outer Darkness. So this is a Jason hatch. Stock's uh, original recipe. It's been altered, uh, obviously, but it is now. This is 2022's version of Our Darkness, correct? Yes. Yeah. And you guys put it in what kind of rye barrels? Rye barrel. I honestly don't know the distillery that okay. they came from, but they are rye barrel. Gotcha. And these are cork and caged. When was the last time you guys had a beer that was cork and caged? Um, uh, this one, actually, and I couldn't get the cork out, and I had to... Yeah, I was going to say, we need a corkscrew. It was a really? corkscrew yeah. Yeah, beer situation for me. We had to pop the cork off the top and then use a corkscrew to um, pull it out. I think we did a little too good of a job when we were corking these, let's and I don't try, know anybody that's been able to pop it. it. If so, we'll pause it real quick, but uh, Pete Wong, try to open that up, and I'm going to try to wave down Cody and or Ross. I'm going to go inside and wave them down. 
So, because they need to try this. Good right? catch. Something that they nice need catch. to uh, try this real quick. But while while you're doing that, Tanya, Don, tell me something that's coming up besides the the non Valentine's Day beers. What else? Uh, you guys have some goals for 2023 at Shades Brewing Company. Uh, goals for Shades in 2023. We are. We've talked about this before. We're trying to go back to traditional beers. Mm. Like the sours are cool. People love them. Yeah. They're great. But uh, being able to make a very good amber ale, a very good Pilsner, a very good uh, IPA, those are things that anyone who respects craft brewery will always be able to like latch onto. Yeah. So doing more of those, the competitions that we enter this year, we're not just going to enter sours, we're going to enter barrel-aged stuff, we're going to enter like some of our more classic style oriented stuff, so... I'm excited. Do you guys uh, know what competitions you guys are entering this year? We're not doing World Beer Cup this year. Okay. Um, but we will be doing Idaho, and we're going to be doing uh, GABF as well. Hey, and best of luck, my friend. So what we're going to we're going to go find a certain tool and be right back. <laughs> Does that sound all right? Yeah, sounds good. Yep. All right, guys, we're back here at Underscore's location right outside of Bewilder. We're, uh, they're having a party at their third year anniversary uh, next door. What we're doing is we're trying a new beer. Not a new beer, but it's a P. Wong. Go ahead and explain this beer real quick. So this is the, the base beer is the Russian Imperial Stout from, uh, I believe it's a Squatters label. Yeah, Squatters. Uh, Outer Darkness, um, which is, this is currently from the last batch that was made, which we are not making it right now. Uh, me and my boss, Mikey T, who people should know, um, took some and uh, threw them in some rye barrels. Let them sit for a few months. Do you know where the rye barrels came from by chance? I do not. Top of your head? Unfortunately. All good. Um, I wish I did, because I think it came out pretty good. And I love rye, so. Uh, so, uh, Don, Tanya, what do you guys think about this beer? Base beer comes off super chocolatey, like, for a Russian Imperial Stout, it's not uh, solventy. There's no hot, hot alcohol flavors that come from it. It's sweet. It's boozy. Tastes like chocolate. I think it's delightful. Really, is a good one. It is. We've been very blessed because we used to work with Patrick at Shades, and he brought us a beer a long us time a few ago. These yeah, a few of these bottles, yeah. and it's been wonderful. Reach out, throw some around. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, as as a collaborative effort here as a community, as a family in Utah Brewing family. Uh, we're all here to help each other out and like, hey, I got some new shit. Come try it. And just, you know, yeah. having us try our new shit. We're always excited to try everyone's stuff. You know what I mean? I appreciate that there is a community here. I appreciate any town that has a good brewing community. And uh, Piwong, because you're kind of, uh, you, you started out outside of Utah. What's it look like the right now? The outsider Piwong. The outside yeah. Piwong. Vegas life. Uh, so what's it like to see the Utah brewing community uh, different from the out, you know, other states we won't mention? <laughs> um, the first state I was in, there was no community whatsoever. Um, it might have been a side effect of the brewery I was at and people not necessarily liking our owner. What um, was the first state that you were brewing in? Texas. Oh, okay. But it was something very specific to the town I was in. Yeah. Um, Vegas is small and tight-knit. Uh, I almost want to say the community here, as far as the amount of breweries, is larger than Vegas. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, I think Red Rocks was the first brewery I ever went to when I was like literally 21 and I came out here to visit my sister. Otherwise, when I moved here, Bewilder was the first place I went to. Oh, cool. Um, 
because my sister used to work at Gross. I know. Um, yeah, so Bewilder was one of the first places I ever came to here. I, I don't know. Again, I like any brewing community where everybody gets along. Like like we that. all like going to each other's breweries. We kind of like each other, right? No, I do think it's like unique to Utah just because it is small. Well, and, and to that point, what, something I was just thinking is that I work at, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a bragger. It's like one of the larger breweries in town, but it's still, we, you know, we all help out each other. Yeah. Regardless of the size or anything like that. No, and I definitely like, it's very funny going out with friends and stuff. And anytime you go to a brewery, you're going to run into about 20 people that you know. Yeah. At a minimum. Okay, I get uh, campfire marshmallow. Oh, already right away. Yeah. Oh, we're having some s'mores now. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the Vegas brewing community, like, it's pretty, like, geographically wise, within five blocks of each other. The main part well, of it. I mean, astronomy yeah. is out there in, like, the sticks. And well, well, no, you also think about uh, Vegas is, it's not that much bigger than... Salt Lake. Like, it's a small city. Yeah, yeah. It's in a valley. It's a small city. It's easy to get around. Yeah. Um, the majority of breweries are within the same area. The Arts District. It's yeah. Arts District and the Strip. Yeah. Boys and girls, this is a... <clears throat> it's quite different. It, it softens it. Charles, try that. Like, before, the, the booziness is almost removed. It just tastes like a... It's got to be, like, an effect of, like... Introducing a hot temperature thing, it's like a distillation. It pulls yeah. out some yeah. alcohol. Yeah, Don's Don's gonna get scientific about it. Of course, that brewery pulls down. Brewery is science. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I am not a good scientist. Except if you're really bad at math and science, and you're just me My ambling around right brewery like Mr. Bean. <laughs> I made the joke when I was on before about by being Chinese, I am horrible at math. For, for uh, Irish Asian. <laughs> But I, this this beer is kind of dries it out too. Very much so. I get a lot of roasted character. I'm never drinking a beer again unless I set it on fire. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm setting my beer on fire." But what do you guys think about it? It's I like great. It. Yeah. So do we like it post or pre? I think I like both. <laughs> it, I like post thing. again. Both are good for different reasons. Yeah. I feel like wait like. Patrick was saying s'mores when you first stabbed it. S'mores for sure. comes through the flavor. Uh, tastes like marshmallow. Tastes like burnt marshmallow specifically. Like that little black bit that you get. Yeah. 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 The crust. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. too flamed on kind of thing. Yeah. You got to hurry and blow off the marshmallow. Too flamed on? No, not at all. You set your marshmallow on fire and then you eat it. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn so my, now my tongue hurts. I have this weird crazy pilot idea or homebrew idea. Go for it. Stab the wort before you knock it out, or blanket the finished beer with CO2 and stab it before you throw it in a bright. The wort part almost sounds like a pseudo decoction, like an old yeah, style decoction actually, yeah. where you're throwing uh, in like hot rocks. boiling rocks yeah. into it. Yeah, those hot embers. So maybe like somehow between the fermenter and the bright tank, blankets of CO2 plus some like charring. Would be interesting. Yeah, It'd be very interesting. Let's call it a stabbed beer. Be able to package a stabbed beer. <laughs> package a stabbed beer. What would you call it, Tanya? Ooh, I don't know. 
David's hot rod. I was going to make like a pun about a Caesar beer. It's been stabbed in the back. Oh. We'll release it on 314. Head <laughs> to David. No, Head to David. There you go. Yeah. Oh, All right, oh, strap tank squash. Collab. Collab, here we go. The stabbing the wort would be kind of fascinating, but, but would there be enough uh, sugars for the uh, yeast to eat, though, afterwards? Post-fermentation, well, yeah. pre-packaging. Yeah. Ah. Which then you're dealing with how to keep it as clean. And but does stabbing it create any oxidation, though? I don't think I so, because so. the heat itself does not create oxidation. You have to make sure that your environment is CO2... You said CO2 blanket, like yeah. CO2 saturated. <laughs> Drop in a fucking bucket full of hot stainless steel balls that are red yeah. and then package it. Yeah. Hmm. This intrigues me. Yeah. Where's where where coming out? I also there are inventions and ideas here at the Taste yeah. Masters Live. Oh, my God. Well, my friends, this has been a treat. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. And, uh, Thanks for having us. Three anniversary. Yeah. We're going to go back inside at uh, Bewilder and hang out. Yeah, and, it's cold uh, out here. Yeah, <laughs> and it's throw freezing. some beers back. Uh, before we leave, though, P. Wong, is there anything, what's some goals you have for 2023 for yourself? Uh, to get the pilot system up at Squasatch running like and that. start getting some uh, small batch beers going. I can't wait to see what you have to come out. Don, what's some, what's some Don uh, New Year's resolutions, if you will? Uh, to get Patrick to get the fucking pilot system working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a pilot system too, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> it's a $20,000 paperweight. <laughs> I'll get you on ours. Tanya, what's some goals for the Tanya for 2023? I mean, just to continue in the craft beer industry, support my friends, figure out whatever my crazy path is here. We're uh, going on a decade of me being in craft beer after I got my master's degree, so. Congratulations, by I'm going to be ambiguous right now and say that I hope I see Don and Tanya on a daily basis soon. It would be nice. Ooh. I mean, it kind of feels... Again, again. We, we had a nice run, the three of us, and it's nice to be back yeah, together again. Shady you guys have done just fine without me. I'll say that. <laughs> but my friends, it's so great to see, see you hang out with you. Uh, if there's anything you need as a friend, as a brewer, as a person, as a human being, let me know. I'm here for each of you, all right? I don't know, maybe like a back shave. massage. You got it, girl. Um, Do you give out pets and forehead kisses? Because that's what we're about. Yeah. Head kisses, no forehead kisses. You won't <laughs> kiss my forehead? The forehead kisses, yes. Okay. So Pets, no? You, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think David's really you trying to You asked what off. we needed. <laughs> so, on that note, until the next forehead <laughs> kiss, my friends. <laughs>Right, friends i have the owners and founders of bewilder brewing here at bewilder celebrating the three-year anniversary cody and ross ross cody congratulations happy anniversary thank you thank so you. much for having us yeah, yeah so thank you i want to i want to ask some few questions i know you guys have a big party going on and i got ticket from your time i want to ask ross uh cody some challenges that's been like <laughs> being here at a three years anniversary you guys have overcome a lot i've seen it i've been i've watched it i've heard about it uh, being at a three-year mark, what's it feel like for both of you? Ross, I'll start with you. Oh, man, that's a really big question. Yes, there have been lots and lots of uh, roadblocks and uh, hurdles to jump over, but we're here, and it feels simultaneously like it's been a year and three years and 100 years <laughs> all in one. So it's hard, really hard, hard to quantify how I'm feeling about three years, but it, it's, it's a lot of emotions. Yeah, congratulations, brother. You made it. Thank you. Well, uh, we'll see. 
Cody, what's it like to have uh, you know a three year anniversary under the belt? You guys did it. You made it. You guys have a fantastic party going on right now. Unlimited Kolsch's, it seems like. I feel like it's Kolsch, Kolsch, Kolsch all day. Yeah. They're not unlimited. You have to pay for them per <laughs> rules and regulations. No, I mean, I mean, as everybody knows, opening a brewery is like starting up your own money printing machine. So for my part, it has been pretty seamless. Um, honestly, I, I, mean, I barely no work. Yeah, no, no stress. Got all my hair. Um, see my family a lot. Wow, that's a nice. I got a fast car. I got like three fast cars. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a lot, and like you say, you know, you, you talk about it like being at three years, like we've made it, and I I wish it felt in our seat like we've made it. You know, we, we kind of always had a chip on our shoulder, and we opened at a rough time, and so we're still making our way, and it's really fulfilling to see so many people here enjoying our space and enjoying our beer, um, and that's really validating. Um, but we got a long ways to go, and, you know, we're still going into an uncertain, an uncertain year, and we're just going to keep doing the best we can to put our best beers forward and, and try and give people a fun place to hang out and have beer and food. And you guys do have a great atmosphere. It really is a great atmosphere. Every single, every single time you, get, you walk in the room, it's just, you feel welcomed. It's like a Fisher-esque vibe, right? You, oh. It's just, you come here, it's a good time. Uh, staff's always attentive and always friendly. Well, I love got, to hear that. Seems like one of you two are always here and giving a fuck about people that are here. But we're always here. And I love that. I love Fisher. Trust me, those guys are great. But wouldn't Fisher have a Bewilder-esque vibe? It's true, yeah. You're right, yeah. They do have a Bewilder-esque vibe. Less Kolsch, but yeah. No, no disrespect to them. In fact, I say it in the, with the most respect intended. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's some goals you guys have for 2023? Well, um, Cody's done a lot of work on getting some efficiencies in, in the brewery and in the kitchen and in the front of house. And I think that's where a lot of... Uh, the gains are going to happen in 2023. So I love that, Cody. What about you, brother? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a lot of glamorous stuff. We have a lot of cool beers we want to do. We want to continue tinkering with some beers and obviously always increasing quality and consistency and trying to put out new and modern examples of beers. Um, but a lot of the works on the back end, you know, trying to be, you know, cost conscious in production. Last year was kind of our first year ever in a way because it. It's probably the only year we have that the sales data transfers forward, and so we can look at what we did last year and draw some meaningful conclusions about what to expect this year. And so we, we kind of have an idea what the road is and what to expect, so now we can look at it and be more, uh, you know, instead of being reactive, kind of being proactive and plan ahead, and, and that allows us to cut some, you know, efficient, create some efficiencies, cut some costs in the brew house, cut some food costs, try and be a little better that way, and... You know, hopefully that way we'll be a stronger business going into 2024. Yeah. And, and hopefully from there we can keep growing, you know, that's the plan. What's, uh, what's something you guys, you guys had this vision of having a brewery and having a place where you can sit down and watch people enjoy your product. And it's, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pipe dream of mine. I, I love to, I would love to sit at my own bar, look down the bar and just someone looking at that glass going, oh, holy, this is awesome. This is great, you know? And you guys see that on the daily. Uh, what's some advice you guys would give to people who are trying to open up a brewery or who are trying to uh, fulfill that dream? Well, uh, you gotta really love keep, it. Keep at it. Um, you know, we, you you say it's nice. It's you have that dream of seeing people enjoying your stuff, and and it, it, you have to take a a very purposeful step back to enjoy that. Like right now, where I can step back for five minutes when I'm not running around and delivering food and pouring beers for people and actually enjoy that part of it. And even, you say you see us every day and we're here every day and it, it's 
it's really easy for us to overlook that the people are enjoying the space because right. we're continuing to be busy and yeah. trying to make it better and everything. So yeah. it, it can be hard sometimes to just see that people enjoy it. I think you guys are killing it. As a, as a friend, as a brewer, as a, as a Tastemasters podcast, you guys have always been kind since day one I've met you guys. You guys have always been someone that people can go through, whether it's homebrewing, whether it's uh, just advice, whether it's uh, giving a fuck about somebody. You guys are, are really quality human beings. And watching you two as a partnership is very inspirational. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart and from the brewing community, thank you. Oh, thank you for creating a space. Literally making me tear up. I mean, you guys, this right now, this party is deserved. You guys deserve it. Please enjoy every second of it because you guys have put blood, sweat, tears, time away from families, money, all the above, just to make this kind of thing possible. And look at it. It's loud. It's proud. It's beautiful. And every single person here has a smile on their face and they're having a damn good time because of both of you. So on bottom of my heart, from the brewing community, I'm saying it. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you so much. And happy anniversary. I appreciate you, uh, you know, getting us on here and doing your podcast here and everything else. And bringing all the people down to our party. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it was all I brought me one person, okay? <laughs> oh, come on now. This is all for you. That's not true. <laughs> Don't put it back on me, brother. But again, my friends, if there's anything we can do for you, reach out. We're all here to support. Uh, thank you again for supporting what I do as a brewer, as a human being, and as a Tastemasters. My friends, is there anything you guys have for us in the community? No, no I, I, I just appreciate everybody giving us a shot in the last three years. It's been a weird time, and I know... For a lot of that, people had to go way out of their way to come and check us out. And I appreciate that. And if you haven't checked us out, I hope to see you next week. And we're in the liquor store now, so maybe uh, find us at the yes. liquor store too. What's at the liquor store? What products can we find at the liquor store right now? We've got the Deseret IPA is the only one at the moment, but we are we have plans to put another one in by the end of this month. Yeah, we're going to submit the, the Brew Lab series we've been working on, their West Coast Double IPAs. We're going to get one of that listed, and it's, it's awesome. It's going to be a nice modern example of what a west coast double ipa should be in, in our opinion which is obviously you know taken with a grain of salt um, a nice stripped down grain bill dry crisp bitter hoppy refreshing and delicious and it's I it. awesome with some uh not so subtle alcohol not so subtle yeah alcohol. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's something that you'll feel you know it's not the in my opinion drinking beer the intent isn't to get drunk if you wanted to get drunk you should drink something harder but you know sometimes it's nice to have one beer and have a nice little nice little buzz about it and a little relaxation and that's all you need and yep. this will be a beer that can do that it'll be we're excited about it we've had a lot of fun working on it and doing some different stuff because you know ipa is always evolving and if we look at around the country and the west coast and the east coast you know stuff like some of the big you know hotbeds of, of beer progression like san diego and you look at what they're doing and that's going to be here and this this is meant to be you know really emulating what they're doing there you know like we're, we're trying to take all the, the steps and the techniques that we've learned in modern ipa brewing and apply it to this and we really hope people are stoked on it because it's it's awesome and it's different but it's different in a subtle way and it's fruity and tropical and bitter and delicious and refreshing and buy lots of it <laughs> i love it boys on that note until the next beverage Cheers. happy anniversary This has been another episode of the Tastemasters. 
find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters, Twitter at the Tastemasters, or on Facebook as the Tastemasters. Like, share, subscribe, DM us for any questions, or leave a review. Tell your friends, and thanks for listening. Produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.